Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, happy, uh, well, I would say happy Black Friday week, but that's not true for you with your work, but happy uh, Thanksgiving week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same to you. Always nice to have three games, isn't it, on a Thursday? It is, it is. And Thursday is uh, tomorrow, as we're recording, is uh, my 30th birthday as well, so I'm actually going to be able to watch NFL at a reasonable hour as well, which is quite exciting on a Thursday. Hopefully we get some good games. I think it's... Might be the best slate in a couple of years. It's not great games, but we normally have like David Blau starting at quarterback. So uh, it's now the Lions have shown a bit of life in it the last few weeks. Yeah, and I think um, the fact we'll talk about it in a set, but the Vikings result of the weekend versus obviously the fact that Bill Belichick can just be a wizard on one-off games. I do think those two games have got a lot of intrigue, and the other game is one of the most watched te- like games ever every year, isn't it? Cowboys Giants is one of the most popular games of the season so um yeah i think it should be pretty good there's no teams on bye this week either so we get a full slate on sunday as well which is nice yeah absolutely cannot wait my fantasy teams are thankful because buys have absolutely slaughtered me for the past uh the past two or three weeks so uh, we'll see um we couldn't do a podcast just because again we could no point recording friday when the game started on thursday um so the whole week's been a bit mucked up schedule-wise. So we're going to talk for five minutes at the start, just quickly about last week, uh, and then we'll move on to preview this week because there's uh, a lot of games to talk about. Um, so from last week, I guess, before we go into big takeaways, um, we tied the week, eight points each. Um, I've still got a nine-point lead on you there, so you're in catch-up mode. Um, the Bears let me down. Falcons have won you that one. We both got let down by the Ravens, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, the Texans let you down with the way they played against the Commanders. Um, the Jets special teams unit let me down at the end, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. We both got let down by the Rams, which was no surprise. I feel like we both get let down by the Rams every week. Um, we both get let down by the Vikings, which is a bit of a flashback to last season, where it seemed like the Vikings would lose us a bit every single week. Uh, and then the Chiefs failed to cover as well. And then finally for the week, um, 49ers absolutely smashed the Cardinals, so that helped me come back because I was I was losing into the week. Um, so yeah, some fun games. We're going to do one takeaway each, I guess, uh, about this weekend. So did you want to start, mate, about one of the games, one of the results maybe that surprised you or maybe told you something about the rest of the season going forward? We, I think you've got to go Cowboys-Vikings and it's, it depends really which way you want to you want to go and which way you want, which side of the ball you want to talk about because obviously the Cowboys are incredibly impressive. They look like one of the most uh, well-rounded teams didn't they, in the whole NFL, to be honest. I thought the run game was really good and then Dak was, Dak was, he had one of his nights where he was really good. I mean, he only missed three passes, didn't he, all night and not trying to do anything too kind of extravagant pushing the ball but yeah yeah really good really efficient but then you make you have to flip it over and look at the vikings don't you because yes yeah. is this what people are expecting from the vikings i mean i know they're still eight and two now but you know it kind of worries you that the two big nfc teams that they played this season they've <laughs> been held to single digits haven't they I know the Eagles game was back in week two, but yeah, I don't know whether this is a bit of a outlier result or this is kind of who they may well be against kind of the top tier teams. I know they beat the Bills last week, but yeah, you know this was this was a real, real terrible, terrible time to have your worst game of the season. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, and there's a couple of points where I think where 
this was the second. They played good defensive lines, but both games they've lost against deep offensive line, defensive lines that can really rush the passer, which they both did. Um, and also two teams in the Eagles and Cowboys that both run the ball a lot, and that also caused them trouble. So it does feel like there's a bit of a blueprint. And I think between those two teams, plus the 49ers, who I would say also play the same style of football. They don't quarterback run, obviously, like um, Cowboys and Eagles both can. But aside from that, I feel like they play a lot of similar offense. Um, so for me, I think it's a little bit worry that, worrying that there's two styles they've lost to are both very similar. I'll add that um, Christian Darasol, who's their starting left tackle, got his second concussion again. That's him and Stafford this week both had a concussion. They cleared the day before the game and they both got another concussion. So I still feel like there's a lot of work to be done on that side of things. But um, yeah, he was a big loss. And I listened to Reefa San, who covers the Vikings, talking about that they just played their normal style offense. And you could kind of see immediately like, okay, right. If they play the Cowboys again, they're going to have to give their offensive tackles a lot more help. They're going to have to chip more. They're going to have to run more. Um, whereas it does seem that this week they just came in thinking they could throw the ball all over the place and they were uh, <laughs> they were definitely wrong. So I think that kind of just means I'm a bit more worried about the coaching staff because I think me and you could have told them before the game that Kirk Cousins is going to get hit a lot and you need, to do, you need to do things in the pocket to stop him getting hit. And I feel like they just left him out on an island a little bit, even with an injured tackle. So for me, I'm a little bit more worried about the coaching staff when I see that sort of issue happen, to be honest. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there. And kind of going forward into bigger games, because obviously they're going to win the division, aren't they? But yeah, the fact that they, if they lose every game left, and they still might win the division if they do that, <laughs> to be honest. But so they're going to have a home playoff game. Things like this, they're going to have a difficult game, whoever it is in the wild card. It could, I mean, it may very well be the Cowboys again. So there's yeah. a good chance of that. But yeah, they're going to have to clean up clean up that line because I mean we know Kirk when he's kind of rushed like that and he's gets off his spot in the centre of the pocket you know it's it's not going to end well is it for the Vikings so they need to protect their better but yeah not good not a great time to get blown <laughs> away is it on uh, no. on national so yeah. no I think it's their second worst loss ever I think I was reading yesterday at home anyway at home um, yeah, and that reporter as well from the Vikings was also adding that the issue is they've won three games. So I, I don't follow the Vikings, so I can't exactly name all three games. But three of the games they've won this year have been from like crazy special teams plays. I know one of them was against the Commanders. Um, I think he then obviously pointed out you had the Josh Allen thing, which wasn't special teams, but you had that as well. So not that it's fluky, but they do sit in the middle of the pack in a lot of statistics, and they've kind of just ridden their luck a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm just a little bit worried about the coaching because they really didn't get just Jefferson the ball or aim the ball enough at him as well in the middle of the field. They were kind of going long and that was just inviting more and more pass rush. So for me, I think the coaching staff I'm a bit worried about, but I think they can do enough to, to turn it around. We'll see. I still, me and you have never, we've both thought they were good teams that will win the division, but we never thought they were, they were a great team. And I could, yeah, I think if they play, if the Seahawks win the division and they play the 49ers or the Cowboys in the first game, uh, I think this could be a, a bit of a bad playoff for uh, the Vikings. And then Kirk Cousins' discourse will be awful then if he loses in a home playoff game first week. I think the whole world will just be slating him on Twitter. So um, we'll see. And then shout out again to Parsons. I think he had a tackle for loss on the first play of the game. Second play of the game, he stopped to tackle for no gain in the run. And third play of the game, he had a strip sack fumble <laughs> on Kirk Cousins. So um, probably defensive player of the year. He's had another another crazy game. Um, 
I guess my, my biggest takeaway, there's loads here. I was actually quite impressed with the Chargers. Obviously, we spoke about the Rams quite a lot, how bad they are. But um, for me, it was more the Ravens. They win 13-3 against the Panthers. We both picked them to, to cover the spread. They didn't. But I was kind of just more concerned, thinking, okay, they just don't look as good as they should. On defense, Mayfield made some errors throwing the ball where this could have been maybe 17-20-ish points the Panthers could have scored. So, yeah, the defense was okay. But I was still a little bit worried about it on early downs. But the offense was not great. I think Lamar was 24 from 33, 209 yards passing, no TDs, one interception. Um, the run game again, still without J.K. Dobbins, who's injured again, didn't look great for me. Um, Kenyon Drake looked fine at the start of the game and his yards per carry are OK. But then in the second half, if you look, he hardly ran the ball well. So as he started to tire, the run game was awful. Lamar rushed for under 50 yards. And they kind of had to rely on just a hodgepodge of receivers again. And for me, I just think it was a performance that I thought they were going to win the division quite clearly. And the Bengals have got an awfully hard schedule. So I think the Ravens still won the division. But I think it might be closer than I thought. Because I could see the Ravens losing to one of these bad teams sooner or later if they keep playing like this. Yeah, no, I fully agree with you. I mean, we spoke about it last week, didn't we? We both expected them on the spread to kind of pull away from these bad teams. And it's... Yeah, it's just not happening. The ground game is not... I know um, they're missing Dobbins and Gus Edwards, but it's kind of always been... Especially when, since they've had Lamar, it's always... Their attack has always been ground-based, hasn't it? And it just... I mean, even Lamar himself doesn't... Doesn't look great running the ball at the moment. So, yeah, it's worrying going forward because, obviously, they've, they've got the Bengals one game back from them in the division. So... A team like Baltimore, the way that they're stacked at the minute, you kind of really want to win the division, don't you? And get that home playoff game because I just can't see them going on the road and beating many teams that's going to be in the AFC playoffs, can you? No. When you look at some, it's a bit difficult at the moment because Jets and Pats have still got a chance of being in. But if I would expect at least one of the Chargers and Bengals to get in. Most people think they're both going to get in. I'm not quite sure if they're both going to get in just because of how hard the schedule is. But I think one of them will get in at least. And yeah, the Ravens are probably going to have to play against a team that throws the ball all over the place. So for me, yeah, they could do with a home playoff game. If they could get a home playoff game and then so I get to the second round and play a team, maybe the Titans would be a perfect team. I know they've beaten them before, but a team where it is a kind of run battle and it's not like, okay, we have to score 30 points to win. They could probably score 24 and win. Um that suits them. But yeah, I agree with you. I think they need a home playoff game. Uh, they should still win the division. Like we said, the schedule is easy. Bengals' schedule is really hard, but the Bengals are playing much better at the moment. So we shall see. Um, on to week 12 then. Like I said, no teams on by. Obviously, Thanksgiving. So we've got a lot of games to talk about. We're going to pit them all, as we always do, against the spread. Um, like I said, mate, you're nine points back. So you need a big week here. You need a big, you need a Thanksgiving present from God himself to win. It you was seven. pretty much neck and neck all season, but I, I went wild on a couple of weeks, didn't I? That's really put me back. <laughs> yeah, you've gone wild. You've gone Jim Irsay on us and gone a bit yeah. crazy. But maybe get maybe Jeff Saturday will come in for you and uh, stabilise things. We'll see. Um, we'll start with Thanksgiving, going time order. First game of the day. I think it's five o'clock, isn't it? You said that it starts. Um, Bills at the Lions. Obviously, Bills just played in Detroit, but they for some reason, I don't know why, they did fly back on Sunday just to fly back on. Wednesday um, but the Bills are favoured on the road by 10 and a half points quite a big spread of how Josh Allen's playing but they did pull away against the Browns mate at the weekend so what are your thoughts on on this one I think it's going to be quite a fun game with as long as Jared Goff doesn't play 
awfully. I still think it'll be a fun game to watch, regardless of the score. Yeah, I mean, I'm when they announced it, and um, then kind of midway through the last kind of four or five weeks, the Lions were playing terrible, and I thought, what a waste of it's five thirty for us. I mean, that is such a great time. I yeah, thought, oh, that's a waste of a game, but now it's come round. You know what? This is a <laughs> sneaky, sneaky good game. Like you said, as long as Jared Goff kind of doesn't blow it, this should be a pretty good game. Do you know what I think? I feel like yeah. uh, the Bills are in a real kind of. You always get the top teams kind of always get it. Might get a lull kind of through the season, and maybe that means they're just not complete kind of a complete all-round great team. But I, I don't know, mate. I really like the Lions in this game, especially to cover the spread. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I might go Detroit, but I haven't fully made my mind up yet. <laughs> um, I also think if they score first drive, not first drive, but score the first points, maybe it has to be a touchdown, I think the game then could then be great. Because we've seen them run the ball well. The Bills' run defence of the weekend was great against the uh, Browns, but it wasn't great the three weeks before that. So... I think last week's Browns game was a bit, I don't want to say random, but it was a very special circumstances. So I do feel like if they can run the ball and they score first, I think we'll be in for a great game then. I do think if the Bills get the ball first, Josh Allen has a 75-yard drive touchdown, then Jared Goff has like a three and out or a turnover. I do feel like we could, <laughs> then it could slightly ruin the day. But um, I'm confident, I think, if they get the ball first, they could score. Um, so I am going to go Lions plus 10 and a half. Um I just think they can run the ball. Jamal Williams, by the way, I think he leads the league in touchdowns. He does, he does indeed, yeah. Yeah, he's playing incredibly well. Had him on the bench on one of my fantasy teams this weekend, which was absolutely terrible. Um, But yeah, Swift is basically the third back with his injuries. He's still struggling this week, so I don't think think we can count on much for him. But he'll run the ball well. The offensive line's playing incredible. They played more fullback snaps than anyone in the league last week in that game that they won against the Giants. So they probably won, to be honest, quite easily. Um, so I think, yeah, they're playing well. And as long as Jared Goff doesn't have a crazy turnover game, um, I think they can do enough. And there was three or four passes again last week with Josh Allen sailing the ball all over the place with his elbow injury. So for me, I'll go plus 10 and a half. I don't think the Lions can act, win the game, but I would absolutely love it if we were going to the fourth quarter and Jamal Williams is now rushing like eight yards a carry. <laughs> and we're thinking like, hang on, if the Lions score here, they're going to be winning by four. That's my dream, just a, a nice fun finish. But yeah, I'll go yeah, Lions. I agree with you yeah, I'm going to go Lions as well. I think this is going to be closer than maybe what a lot of people think. And currently second in the NFC North, Detroit. So they would, they would have taken that after <laughs> uh, 10 games. They've won three in a row now. They have, yeah. Have you got your apology ready for Dan Campbell? He needs to win a few more, yeah. (laughs) Let's see what they end up on at the end of the season. If he wins this week, I reckon he's got his job for next season, you know. Four games in a row. I I already think he's probably got it for next season, do you not think? Maybe if they lost out, he wouldn't. But yeah, I think so. Jameson Williams is back, uh, back at practice as well now, so... Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. That's, we haven't seen him play yet. And obviously, speed speed receiver, unfortunately, might not be quite as fast when he first comes back because of that injury, but I think he'll be good. But yeah, we'll see. Should be a fun game. Um, I could do with another Bills loss to keep me happy. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And uh, next game, then, probably going to be the most, well, normally it's the most watched game of the year every year. It's the Cowboys Thanksgiving game. Um, this week, probably even more so, it's Giants at Cowboys. Huge game. I think about three weeks ago, this game looked great. 
Uh, Cowboys have improved a lot, and the Giants looked absolutely awful at the weekend. So maybe it's taken a bit of shine off it. But these two teams, always fun when it happens. Uh, Cowboys are favoured at home by eight and a half. And I believe it was six and a half as of two weeks ago, because you can bet a couple of weeks in advance. So um, Vegas obviously not happy with how the Giants have played. Uh, what are your thoughts on the spread? Is eight and a half about right? Well, I mean, it does go to show the level of trust in kind of the Giants. Yeah, they haven't got it, doesn't it? <laughs> there is no confidence at all. I'm going to go straight off the bat, and I'm going to go Dallas in this game, um, simply because I just don't trust the Giants anymore. I feel like last week that is who they are, and their level of talent is, you know, it's pretty low, as in the average kind of roster in the NFL. It's pretty low talent-wise, but they've just had such good coaching this season that obviously they're seven and three, and. I do see him kind of slipping out of the playoffs maybe soon. But, I mean, you got Washington coming up. The team's actually behind them in the playoff race. It's really, it's Washington, Atlanta. So, one of those teams is kind of... Well, they're both playing each other as well this week. So, one of them's going to have to step up for the Giants to kind of drop out. But as far as this week goes, it could be another one of Dallas's um, bludgeonings. It's, they look so good on defence, don't they? Yeah, and he's not like he is obviously worse than Kirk Cousins, but Daniel Jones maybe doesn't panic as much under pressure, but he definitely has the propensity to make an error under pressure. Whereas Kirk will just stop throwing it because he just doesn't want to keep getting hit. Whereas Daniel Jones won't stop throwing it, but he might start throwing it to the wrong team. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel like the defense for the Cowboys is the key. I was actually going to pick the Cowboys, but I want to, but I think we're going to pick the same team in the last game. So I'm going to give you a Thanksgiving gift. Um, Better than a turkey sandwich. I'm going to give you uh, the fact that I'm picking the Giants plus eight and a half. And I'm going to purely say that Saquon Barkley might rush for 150 and have like the game of his life on Thanksgiving because he is a big game player, isn't he? So uh, I would love to watch a game where he has just like got 150 yards from scrimmage going into like the fourth quarter. So um, I'll say Giants and it'll have to happen because the Cowboys run defense is not as good as its pass defense. And I think that'll be what it is. And obviously Brian Dable's a good coach. Um, it'll probably need a trick play or two. Um, but yeah, I'll go Giants. I think Cowboys will probably cover, but I'm going to go Giants just to, to mix things up. Um, what were your thoughts, by the way, on uh, the Giants fans giving Kenny Golladay a standing ovation when he got his first reception? Oh, mate, I can see why, with you know, with the contract and everything. But you know, I, I do still think to myself, yeah, you're seven and three. Well, there were seven and two, seven and two at the time. We're seven and three now. I mean. You still got a great chance of the playoffs. I don't. I, I'm not into any negativity kind of creeping about that. You didn't expect to be here, so no way. No, go for that. So yeah, yeah. And I think Wink Martindale. To be fair, Dak Prescott is the perfect quarterback for this because he's so intelligent. But you know, Wink's gonna have a few Thanksgiving specials, isn't he? Where he's sending like nine players after the QB and just leaving like two in coverage or something because uh, Wink Martindale is, is is crazy. But this should be a fun game. I think this is at nine o'clock, isn't it? So, yeah, it is, yeah. So, yeah, still reasonable that people are going to go to work on uh, on Friday. Um, last game of the day, then. Probably, I'm not sure if the, what the, if the order's quite right on this one, but um, the headliner is Pats at Vikings. This is going to be one of five games now in a row where the Pats are on <laughs> are on um, primetime TV. Uh, the Vikings are only favoured, though. This is why I think we're going to have the same team, but they're only favoured by two and a half. And I, I, I'm surprised this is not over three. Ah. Uh, can't believe that it. it's absolute madness. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know they were bad this week, but the Pats are still the Pats. Look how bad their offense was this week. Mate, that that, that game against the Jets, so that should never <laughs> ever get replayed. I don't want to hear anything about good defense either from either team because both offenses were so, so bad that your defense should be able to handle that level of offense that's coming at you, to be honest. But I mean, I don't think the Patriots are good at all. I can't believe that they're six and four, to be honest. So for me, I think Minnesota bounced back in this game. Do you know I think Cousins are spreading it around a little bit more time in the pocket? Yeah, got to, got to go Vikings in this game. It's not, I mean, two two teams with a big uh, winning record, so it's 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 quite intriguing. But yeah, I'm glad it's the one that I definitely won't be watching anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is intriguing, especially from a playoff picture point of view. Because could the Pats beat many two lost teams? No, I don't think they could. Could they beat the Vikings? I think yes, there's a chance they could beat the Vikings. So if they do win, and they what would they be? Would they be seven and four if they win? Ooh, the Patriots, yeah. 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 Yeah, see, that they're almost guaranteed to win the playoffs at 7-4 and four because the Chargers' schedule and Bengals' schedule is so hard that the Patriots would just have to win, I don't know, the problem is you still have to get to 10 wins, I think. But, yeah, it, it could happen. So I do think, yeah, maybe it's a bit more intriguing than I thought. But, yeah, overall, I'm going with you. I do think Vikings under three is, is a good spread. Um, I don't think anyone can cover Justin Jefferson. Um, the Patriots are actually number one in the league, by the way, for defensive DVOA. Um, so they are getting they are getting a lot of pressure, which is not great. I think Matt Judon might be sat in uh, Cousins' lap, but hopefully after a bad week, because we know Darisol's not going to play this week. Hopefully after a bad week, uh, the coaching staff will get together and start kind of doing some tight personnel, more tight ends, and just help the tackles out a little bit. And I think if they do that, they could they're going to win. But it'll be a bit of a slugfest. This I don't think this will be like a 15, 16 point win. I think this will be. Touchdown win, maybe six points, something like that. But yeah, I do think they cover the two and a half. I just think Jefferson's going to be too good. Hopefully they get Dalvin Cook a bit more involved um, early in the game. Um, but yeah, I'm just not sure how the Patriots will score enough points against the Vikings unless the defense gets some turnovers. I want to see that DVOA stat without the two Jets games involved. <laughs> Take those two weeks out and then let's recalculate that. So. <laughs> But yeah, no, they do look good on defense. To be fair, but uh, yeah. Do you think that their offense can do anything against the Vikings? Because the Vikings have got quite a good pass rush alone, haven't they? I can't see the Patriots' offense doing much against uh, anyone. They need to get the ground game going with uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Damian Harris being healthier will help that as well. But when it comes down to just relying on Mac Jones, it's it's not going to be great, is it? In a kind of a, if the Vikings can put some points up early. No, yeah, I agree. Um, cool, Vikings it is. On to Sunday. Um, I think there's a candidate for two games that could be classed as the worst games of the week. Um, this first one is definitely up there. So it's Broncos at Panthers. Uh, Broncos are favoured on the road, which is a miracle, by two and a half points. Um, and we did hear this week as well that Sam Darnold is going to start for the Panthers. Uh, this is the first week in a while where I haven't actually pre-picked my spreads. I'm doing it live. And I don't know why my brain is just like, oh, Sam Darnold, intriguing, a good quarterback maybe. And I'm like, wait, no, it's Sam Darnold. I mean, you have to remember he's not a good quarterback. But what are your thoughts on uh, on the spread and I guess the QB change? Does that make any difference? Because I don't think Baker was playing particularly well at all. I mean, it's hard to know what to do with your Carolina, isn't it? You're kind of just treading water and then hopefully that you can position yourself to get one of the guys that you want in the draft because there's no way that they're testing out Sam Darnold 
for surely they're going for whoever's going to be the backup next season. It feels like, but uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a great game to come into because obviously the Broncos' defense is absolutely incredible, isn't it? So yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a tough one. This I'm going to go Broncos on the spread. I'm going to believe in Russell Wilson once more. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself, but I just I can't I can't trust uh, Sam Darnold coming in from the cold from about. <laughs> He hasn't played for the God, I mean, God, when was the last time he played? It must be over a year. Yeah, probably, yeah. It's probably over a year, yeah. Um, but that's making me regret my choice. Um, I'm going to go Panthers plus two and a half, just because oh, oh, I, 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 <laughs> I can't believe Russell Wilson's this bad bear of money played last week. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to lean that. Um, there was another story as well going around yesterday that... Um, that some of the team started playing um, future songs in the locker room as, as obviously his ex, his wife's ex-husband uh, and that he's banned all future songs from being played ever again in the locker room. And I'm just thinking like his teammates are now deliberately, allegedly playing music of her, his wife's ex-husband. And I just think uh, all things seem wrong with the Broncos organization. So yeah, I'm going to go Panthers. Um, I don't know why. I'll just go DJ Moore can do enough on offense. <laughs> don't know what Sam Darnold's going to do, but DJ Moore is going to do enough. Uh, I can, kind of categorically say I won't be actually betting or watching this game though. Um, I don't know what the total is, but the total's got to be low. Would you, wouldn't you think for that game? Yeah, my God. I mean, every Broncos game is is got to be low, hasn't it? And then you get the under on the low. Yeah, in terms of the to- total, it is. Um, yeah, that's low. <laughs> it's 36 and a half, Ooh. which is the lowest of the week. And only half a point better than the Pats Jets, which obviously quite easily hit the under. So, um, yeah, not not a good game. Um, next game then though should be much better. So we have the Bucks at the Browns. Um, Browns are, are actually underdogs at home, so the Bucks are favoured on the road by three and a half. Um, I thought the Browns could keep last week's game with the Bills a lot closer than they did. They were doing okay at the start, and then a couple of awful third down plays, an awful fourth down sneak. Um, an awful turnover as well. And then the defense was just awful against the run. And bear in mind, the Bills can't run the ball at all. And you're giving up the yards that they did against the Browns. So um, for me, I think the Browns disappointed me last week. So I can see why the spread is what it is. Uh, the Bucks again, coming off a bye week, weren't great um, the week before the Seahawks game. But I think they looked good in Germany. So for me, I'm going to go straight off the bat and go Bucks minus three and a half. Um, I think they probably win by a touchdown. I think Brady's too good, but... Um, yeah, if the Browns can start running the ball early, it, it, the game may change. But at the moment, I just can't see it of how bad they played last week. Yeah, the running game was absolutely abysmal last week, wasn't it? Nick Chubb, 14 carries for 19 yards. You're not going to get many stat lines like that, are you? No. This from, from Chubb. So I'm going to join you on the books. Um, the bye came at a great time, having played well in Germany, kind of reset maybe, and we'll see. I'm not expecting them to come out and have an offensive explosion, but... Perhaps if they can if they can replicate the Germany performance for the rest of the season, that should comfortably win them the, the division and probably be a tricky opponent uh, for someone in the playoffs. Yeah, I just think when you get to that age and that level of player and Brady, it's kind of just getting the playoffs and and then in one-off games, he's yeah. always going to fancy himself, isn't he, to beat whoever it is. So uh, yeah, I think that'll be their plan. So yeah, I think the Bucks. Um, it's actually a sneaky game for the Browns because. I kind of think they're out of it anyway, but if they lose this game with Watson coming back in a couple of weeks, I think they're done then for even the seventh spot. Whereas if they'd have had a result last week, maybe against the Bills and 
beaten the Bucks, they could have had a chance. But for me, if they lose this week, I think they're done out of the playoff picture. Yeah, no, I would completely agree with you there. Uh, next game, then, we have the Ravens, we spoke about earlier, at the Jags. Um, same spread as the last game, actually. Ravens on the road are favoured by three and a half. Um, normally, this would feel like an automatic bet for the Ravens, but I'm just a little bit worried about the last couple of weeks. So what are your thoughts on, on the spread? Because the Jags played quite well against Kansas City and then lost by 10. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure. Oh, the uh, Jags played really well, actually. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I thought they played well, especially on offence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought they moved the ball um, pretty efficiently. So, ooh, it's a tough one there. I don't know if they can stop the run, though, can they? The Jags would be my worry. No, not at all. And they've not got a, a great run game themselves, have they? Even though ETN has looked okay in flashes this season. I'm going to have to go. Go on, sorry. I was going to say, the Ravens, though, um, my worry would just be uh, didn't Ronnie Stanley go out again last week? Um, and they just seem to get injured every week, don't they? That's But I, I thought the spread was going to be more like five and a half. I won't lie. When I when I when I was writing these in, I thought, oh, that'd be five or six. And I looked, and it was three and a half. I was like, well, I don't really fancy the Ravens at the moment, but it's definitely less than I thought it was. Yeah, it's it's a tough, it's a tricky one, isn't it? But then I just can Jacksonville. You know, they stay in these games, don't they? But it's they've been quite close, haven't they? The kind of last month or so, the, the games have all been kind of like one score games. So. Yeah, they got a better, they got a better point differential than the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, which is absolutely wild, isn't it? But I'm I'm going to have to go for uh, Baltimore, I think. But you know, given the Jags' kind of records this season, I expect this to be a close-ish game. I'd love the Jags to pull out a big win from somewhere, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens as well. I feel like we always go the Ravens in these sort of games, and yeah, they let us down last week. But I'll give them one more chance this week. I think the spread's deflated a bit because of how bad they were last week, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'll go Ravens as well, but I probably yeah would would quite enjoy the Jags winning. I've got a bet on the Ravens have the best record in the NFL though, so I feel like if they lose to the Jags, then uh, I could say goodbye to that five pounds. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it's a fun game. Jags seem to keep everything close to the to the fourth quarter at least. Um, next game then is the biggest spread of the week and also the biggest spread of the season. Um, I believe we're joint biggest spread of the season. Uh, Texans at Dolphins. Dolphins are favoured by three and a half. Uh, sorry, 13 and a half, not three and a half. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Is that too big? Um, obviously, the offence has been great and Chubb's quite nice since the trade, but it's quite, quite a big spread. My thoughts are last week I said I think the Texans have been playing quite hard and I'm going for them against Washington and they were absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> and you picked them as well. <laughs> they were absolutely terrible. They were 20 down. They were 20 nothing down at half time. I was like, well, that is it. So that's finished. And Mills was, Davis Mills was not good. And the run game was kind of the probably the worst of any team this season. I think they had 16 carries for like 21 yards or something. So there's absolutely no way. Too quick. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle touchdowns in the first quarter, and this is a write-off. So I'm going to I'm going the Dolphins. Yeah, I think that's probably the clever thing to do. Um, however, oh. I'm going to have some fun on Sunday. I'm going to go Texans plus thirteen and a half. I think the Dolphins win by about ten, and uh, I might be able to cover the spread. Um, why? I don't really know. They're not great against the run, which does help me. Um, so I do think there's a chance that Damian Pierce could have a bit of a big game here running the ball against the Dolphins. Uh, and I'm probably going to need that because I do think the Dolphins are going to score 30 points. So I need the Texans to be able to score 
20 probably to give me a good chance so um we'll see hopefully the neck can get it done i'm a bit worried the fact they're on about they might start the other qb um <laughs> uh, i'm not quite sure i want to see a backup against the dolphins but yeah i'll go texas plus 13 and a half and probably regret it instantly on sunday when they're down 17 nil after three drives <laughs> after three minutes yeah <laughs> yeah basically yeah um yeah we'll see Derek singer jr might be missing as well so i'll probably need him to play um for me to stand any chance. Um, next game then was a surprising spread for me when I do these. Um, the Bears at the Jets. The Jets, this has gone down actually as well. The Jets are favoured at home by four and a half after last week. And I guess that's defence and I guess that's the Justin Fields injury. Um, obviously it came out this morning that they're hopeful he can play. So I'm not quite sure if he did dislocate it because there were one report said he dislocated it, which means there's no way you'd be playing on Sunday. Then another report came out saying he didn't dislocate it. And then another one's come out and said he was day-to-day or season-ending. We're not sure. And I just have no idea what's going to happen. But apparently this morning, they think he's going to play now. So, um, yeah, for me, I'm going to go Bears plus four and a half. I just think the Jets are that bad on offense uh, that I just doesn't... I don't know if it matters who's playing, but... Uh, I'm going to hope that Fields plays and that he can run the ball enough uh, that they somehow cover the spread. But yeah, if I wake up on Sunday and maybe Joe Flacco or Mike White are playing, I might feel a little bit less confident, but I'm going to go Bears for now. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to go Bears with you. And I really hope Fields plays because this is one of my most intriguing games of the week, simply because my timeline, mate, on Sunday night and Monday morning <laughs> not nice because I have a lot of Jets followers or people that I follow. So... Yeah, really, really interesting because the Jets have not been in this position, as in playoff picture-wise, for a long time, for for going back 10 years. But the level of quarterback play that they're getting is kind of, I feel like the Jets are Norton 10, but they're actually 6-4. and But the quarterback play from Wilson has been so bad that it's that, I think the positioning has been forgotten now. So it's, yeah, this is an interesting game. Really outfields plays and like seeing seeing kind of get a win because he's been playing well without getting any wins so that's good I'm going to go Bears yeah yeah I just feel like that quarterback situation is difficult because they haven't been in a position where the rest of the roster has been as good as it is because it's not just the defense like even the offensive line is much better the weapons are much better obviously running back wise a couple of injuries but still better um and then the quarterback just let them down. Yeah, and I love Zach Wilson in college and just seems to be wrong about it. What, what are your thoughts? What do they do with it? With him? <laughs> or at least, okay, this year, next year's a bit of a big picture thing. I think they're probably going to try and move on. But this year, do you now say like, right, we're close to the playoffs. Let's just make a change to someone who's going to make less mistakes and we'll just win every game that we play, that we win 17-14 and go defense rather than have to score 30 points if Zach Wilson starts throwing interceptions or do you just keep sticking with him in the hope that it improves and he's the QB for next year? They currently sit at the eighth seed, but it's obviously they're tied with the Patriots and the Bengals. Mate, I think I would make the change and try and win these games because they've not sniffed the playoffs for over a decade. And the coaching, they obviously like the coaching staff. The rest of the roster is pretty good. Nah, mate, I'd make the change. I think you're, you're, you're calling an end to the era if you do make the change, aren't you? Because second-year QB, it's, for me, that's it if you're going to bring back in. Uh, and for me, it would be Flacco, by the way, and not Mike White, because I think you can just maybe trust him a tiny, tiny little bit more and then lean on your run game. But I would go Flacco now and 
bring him in and try and get your run game going and maybe a bit of play action. But yeah, for me, that's kind of it signals the end of Zach Wilson, doesn't it? As kind of an experiment. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I think you're, you're probably right. Um, two more games then. One actually for the for the early slate. One's quite fun, but not as important. But this one here is huge. Um, so Bengals at Titans, two teams that want to win their division. Obviously, Titans looking more likely at the moment, but they both want to be playoff teams and maybe even play each other again in January. Um, the spread here, though, is in Tennessee, and the spread Bengals are favoured by two and a half points. So I believe it's the reverse of the playoffs last year where the Titans were favoured by two and a half. But yeah, Bengals are favoured by two and a half. Trade on Burks looks pretty good for the Titans. Obviously, their defence keeps getting injured, but it doesn't seem to matter because their defence just seems to be so good. Um, Bengals still going to be without chase for this game, it looks like. Um, but overall, their offense has gone a lot better the last few weeks. I think Joe Burrow has only thrown two picks in his last five games and um, been sacked four times in his last two. So um, things are improving on offense for the Bengals. But I just think that Vegas keeps down the Titans. And I think every time, Mio, you pick the Titans, maybe end up winning. So I just feel like I'm obliged to pick the Titans there. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee, definitely, especially especially at home. I thought the Bengals gave up a lot of yardage to a pretty poor Steelers offense last week. You know, Najee Harris has had one of his best games of the season. Kenny Pickett definitely had his best game of the season. 265 yards, one touchdown, kind of no takeaways. So, yeah, man, I'm going Tennessee. I like Tennessee to win this game as well. So it's a good game. This is a Sky game as well. It's definitely the best game of the 6pm slate, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do think the offence looked a lot better, but you're right. I think the Bengals' defence that basically got them to the Super Bowl last year does seem to have gone back a step. Um, and I was listening to a podcast yesterday. It said they've had four corners, I think, get injured and go on IR and or season-ending injuries. So four of their top six corners have all gone out, and that's why they're paying like Cam Taylor-Britt. I think he's from Nebraska in college, if I'm right. Um, he's starting now for them. So, yeah, the cornerback room is not great, but we know what Tennessee are like. They're going to run the ball. Um, but, yeah, I think the run defense is okay from the Bengals, but Derek Henry can just be Derek Henry whenever he wants. So, I'm going to go Titans as well. I just think the defense is too good. Um, but, yeah, I think this will be a fun game. I think this could be a fourth quarter kind of slog. I'm not sure if it'll be score for score. It might end up being punt for punt and then long drives here and there. But, yeah, I think this will be like a fun game, to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can't wait for this game. This is it's big for the picture as well, with obviously the Bengals currently the seventh seed. So it's yeah, they have to win this game. I think. Yeah, they've got to. You've got to have this one. I know there's obviously plenty of games, and I've um, got a couple of friends that are Bengals fans. That when I always mention the schedule, they're like, "Yeah, we beat the Chiefs every game." I'm like, "Shut up!" It's annoying that you keep reminding me that, but it's true. <laughs> but their schedule: Titans, um, Chiefs. Browns, but I think that'll be with Watson, if I'm right. Um, Buccaneers, Patriots, Bills. <laughs> now, that is hard. To end the season, mate, that is a tough schedule. It's very tough. And also it's defences as well. Whereas if you take the Chiefs out, their offence is going to score points. So the Chiefs' defence isn't obviously the best. But Browns' defence on paper is okay. Good at stopping the run. Uh, sorry, good at stopping the pass when it needs to, but not the run. But Buccaneers' defence last couple of weeks has been a lot better. Patriots' defence is doing really well, even if it's a bit overrated. Beng- uh, Bills' defence is really good. And the Ravens always play the Bengals um, well when they're fully healthy. It's just they've been injured the last three times they've played them. So, um, yeah, that's a tough schedule. So I do think they, they, they need to win this game. I don't think they want to go into the Chiefs' game having to be like, okay, we need to win this week against the Chiefs. Then we definitely need to beat the Browns and then we've got a chance. Do you know what I mean? I just think they need to to win the Titans game to give them uh, 
give them a bit of leeway. Um, last game then, going to be probably one of the crazier games with these two teams involved. The Falcons at the Commanders. Um, Mariota is still the quarterback for some reason. Um, and so is Taylor Heineke for, for reasons we know, and that's because Carson Wentz is awful. Um, the Commanders are favoured at home, though, by four and a half points, and they're actually sneaky in the playoff picture, mate, at the moment. They are close enough to be called in the picture, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you're Seattle and the Giants, it is Washington that you kind of they feel like they've got some good momentum. But, I mean, they've got... A, Especially the Giants with having all their kind of five divisional games left and Washington only got three. But it's, yeah, they're in there. A lot of Washington in this game as well. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. This. Hopefully, it should go back and forwards. Like you said, it doesn't look like it's going to be. I mean, maybe a couple of losses in a row. Maybe then you, we might see Desmond Ridder at the end of the season. But I feel like they're just looking at that playoff picture and thinking, and in their own division, where they're just a game behind, thinking we're just going to kind of. Keep it as it is, aren't they? But yeah, stick with Marcus Mariota. But yeah, this should be a really good game, actually. I'm expecting this to be a, a decent scored game. Yeah, yeah, I think it could be good. I think the under over is relatively high, actually, compared to most 6 p.m. games. Um, just because, yeah, commanders all seem to get involved in these sort of games. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go commanders. Mm, it's, I don't know, that's four and a half, isn't it? It's got no confidence in Mariota. So, yeah, maybe I, I feel like this game could be anything. But I'm going to go Commanders minus four, four and a half, I think. Yeah, I, I just think that's the kind of feels the smart. Can you trust Atlanta to win by more than a field goal? It uh, feels difficult. Well, no. Uh, oh, sorry. No, the other yeah, one. Falcons are getting the points. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen this game. I reckon it could be a crazy 33-30 this game. It's going to be a fun one. We'll see. Um, on to the, the, the evening slate then. First game, Chargers at Cardinals. Cardinals coming off uh, a bad loss and Chargers coming off a, a really tough loss. Um, Chargers are favoured on the road, though, by four and a half points. Uh, I would imagine we're going to see Kyler Murray. Um, I don't know if Marquise Brown's going to play. But Rondell Moore obviously got injured as well. Um, but yeah, for me, I think that I'm just going to be like this every week. I just can't bet on the Cardinals. Um, I didn't do it last week and it, it worked out well. So I'm going to go Chargers again. It's Chargers minus four and a half. I wish it was a bit less, but um, yeah, I'm going to go Chargers. I just think Herbert's too good. Uh, and for me, the Cardinals team is still so dysfunctional that um, I think the Chargers should win by a touchdown. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I'm going to go with that. Eckler kind of had a bit of a bounce back week didn't he, against, the, against the Chiefs. They were quite unlucky in a way. It was uh, just a kind of, yeah, great drive at the end from the Chiefs, weren't it? And then uh, obviously a bad, bad kind of last 30 seconds where they were trying to push the ball. But yeah, it feels maybe a bit of a missed opportunity this season for the the Chargers. But likely to win this game, Cardinals look absolutely abysmal. They just look so dysfunctional, don't they? Something's yeah. going to happen there, mate, at the end of the season. Isn't <laughs> it? Even though there was lots and lots of new contracts signed, I feel like there's going to be some kind of explosion in Arizona there. Yeah, I'm excited to see where Hard Knocks develops if they keep losing <laughs> if they keep losing these games. But yeah, you know where I stand. I think Kaim and Cliff should both be gone. Um, I would say this year has made me less bullish on Kyler though. I do not think Kyler's been very good this year. Again, and he does get injured all the time. But um, I kind of always thought none of it was his fault. But he hasn't been great at times this year. So maybe he's part of blame as well. But you ain't going to get rid of the quarterback you've just given 200 million to so uh yeah i imagine it's going to be co- uh, coaching and, and gm change or, or at least one of the two we'll see but yeah i fancy the Chargers. Chargers also probably need to win this game going back to the bengals 
with the Patriots, and the Patriots have a couple of winnable games. Um, if you're looking at it from a playoff picture, uh, they've got the Cardinals and the Raiders next, the Chargers do, and you just feel like there has to be two wins because after that, they've got the Dolphins, Titans, Colts, which they should win, and then the Rams as well, which, yes, in theory, they should win, but it's the last game of the season, it's the Chargers. So <laughs> I think the Chargers probably need to win this game against the Cardinals, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's to start at 500, they definitely, definitely need to win this game. Next game, then, another AFC West team. Raiders at the Seahawks. Seahawks are favoured at home by three and a half. Um, so, yeah, still over the field goal, even though the Raiders did have a, a fun win last week. Devontae Adams as well, by the way, second in the league in touchdown catches. I never would have thought he was had 10 touchdowns. It just feels like it was a bit of a dead season all round from the offence. But, um, obviously, Devontae still being Devontae. Um, I'm not quite sure what to do this one, to be honest. I'm probably going to lean Seahawks minus three and a half, just because I do think the Raiders almost like won their mini Super Bowl last week after such a bad Colts loss. And I think they'll probably bounce back a bit and to earth. And I don't think Gino will be as bad as he was in the first half of the Germany game. Um, but I would say it's probably one of the harder games to call of the week, to be honest. Yeah, very hard game. I'm going uh, the Raiders because I'm going back oh. to my last season where I'm back on the Raiders with one win. But I just think now Seattle, I feel like they were the surprise team of the first half of the season. They've got to the division lead. That's kind of it's not slipped away. They're still tied for the division lead, but the, Seahawks, the 49ers got the tiebreak on them at the moment. But now they're sat in the seventh seed and the kind of the pressure is on now. And so we're going to see how Geno Smith, really, he hasn't been in this position ever in his NFL career. So going to see how he kind of responds to the second half of the season now kind of being in the playoffs but it being so tight so yeah I'm going to go Raiders in this interesting yeah I think it's a hard game to call I can see some points being scored in this game to be fair obviously with um, some good weapons in Devontae DK Tyler Lockett Kenneth Walker Josh Jacobs it's a good day for uh, fantasy I think for, for this one um, next game then Saints at the 49ers 49ers coming off that big win um, Saints also getting a good win against a bad team. Um, 49ers are favoured at home by eight and a half points. So quite a lot of points. I would have been ripping your hand off for the Saints 12 weeks ago, but the Saints have continually let, let us both down. Um, and I actually think that I would say the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. So I am going to lean and go with the 49ers and go for them to have another double-digit win. Um, I thought the McCaffrey trade was terrible long-term. I don't think they can win a Super Bowl against the Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, or Bengals if they got there, just because I don't think Jimmy could throw enough to, to do that. But I feel like they could probably get to an NFC title game, and if the, the, the kind of opponent's right, they could run them off, off the field. So, yeah, I'll go 49ers minus 8.5, but, yeah, I'm not confident. Yeah, I'm going to go 49ers as well, kind of sat ominously now in the third seed. That may be... Unless the Vikings implode, could be the third seed locked in, maybe for San Francisco. Obviously, with there isn't loads of games left, is there? So it's not going to be an easy place for anyone to go. But yeah, New Orleans, bitterly disappointing. Even though they won the Trash Bowl last week, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yeah. And Olave did look great again. But yeah, uh, he did. He's he's been a bright spark for him, hasn't he? Um, obviously, we've seen kind of Jameis come out, haven't we, in the last kind of week and talk about kind of his feelings and his injury and losing his job and kind of felt for him there because Andy Dalton has certainly not been great throughout the season. He was okay last week, but the Rams were so, so bad. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go 49ers. They're looking, they're rounding out kind of into very good form, aren't they? But they've still got, obviously, Garoppolo at quarterback. <laughs> Always got Garoppolo just sat there waiting to throw a pick. Um, throw a pick and then do a modelling photo shoot. That's what Jimmy Jesus was sat there uh, waiting to do. I do think it's kind of known now that the Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers are the best three teams in the NFC in whatever order you want. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I would say that was absolutely fair and unfortunate for someone, really. Dallas most likely going to be the fifth seed, aren't they? Because unless the Eagles kind of blob the divisional games, the Eagles should get should win the division. So then Dallas is definitely going to be the best wildcard team. Probably going to go to Tampa Bay. So that's a, I'm sure the ratings will be absolutely incredibly massive. <laughs> That'll be a good game. Tom Brady just stomping all over Jerry Jones. That sounds fun. Uh, last game of this slate then for the uh, 9 p.m. window. Not a good game in theory, but looked an incredible game 12 weeks ago. Um, Rams at Chiefs. I wish I could call this the Odell Beckham Bowl, but feels like he's going to be a, a cowboy. Um, this is the joint biggest spread of the week. So Texans and the Rams are as good as each other, uh, according, to the, uh, according to Vegas. Chiefs are favoured by 13 and a half. Um, allegedly they're now saying Stafford might not have had a concussion but he's having more tests on this was Tuesday he was having more tests but I haven't seen anything today um, it's a hell of a spread mate <laughs> got Aaron Donald Jalen Ramsey I don't really know who else I guess though Sean McVay it's a large spread but I think it's probably a fair spread of how bad the Rams look especially against the Saints last week they did not look good at all last week it is so so bad I, I know I know um, obviously Stafford didn't play the whole game, did he? But I mean, he didn't look great at times. I mean, he didn't he didn't give anything away. But there's no way I'm going Rams on the spread. <laughs> uh, if it was anybody else but the Chiefs who can kind of score in bunches, maybe I'd think about it. But yeah, release Daryl Henderson, didn't they as well yesterday? So yeah, that's weird. They released a linebacker as well who played like 61% of the snaps in the last. Yeah, few yeah. So, I don't quite know what's going on there. I don't know whether that's a locker room issue, but also they fell out with Cam Akers and now they've released him. Uh, yeah, a bit, of a bit of a weird one. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on the Chiefs. It is a, I think the spread is too big, so I won't actually bet it in real life, but for the sakes of our game, I just cannot be having the Rams. Because I think Walford's injured as well, so it'd be Bryce Hopkins at quarterback. Uh, which, yeah, I'd be concerned. I'd probably kind of tempting fate here and to be laughed at but if it's Hopkins or Wolford I'll be disappointed to see the Chiefs concede more than like oh, like 16 points and I just think they can score 30 but we'll see Chris Jones versus Aaron Donald let's see who the best defensive tackle in the league this year is we'll find out um, on to the primetime games then your team Packers at Eagles um, I feel like maybe last week has helped lower this spread a bit for you. The Eagles are only favoured by six and a half now. I think it was eight before last week, but Jeff Saturday nearly uh, put a whooping on Sirianni. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this spread, I guess, after how bad last week looked? Yeah, strange one, really. I wouldn't have liked it anything more than this. Felt, it did feel, in a, I don't know what it is, like the level of confidence. I did feel like the Eagles were going to kind of come back and win the game just because the Port Colts can't really put points up on the board, can they? I don't think it was anything really that the Eagles kind of did on defence. It was anything special, but managed to move the ball enough to win the game. But that's two kind of bad offensive performances in a row, which is a big 
getting a big worry. I don't think kind of they put a full full offensive sixty minute game together all season, which is which is a slight worry against the playoffs. I'm not sure that the feel like the Eagles are a juggernaut that the a nine and one best record in the league tells you, but we'll see. As far as this goes, the Packers have a great run game and the Eagles at the moment have a terrible run defence, even though they've added a um, couple of players in Dummick and Sue. But I'm gonna go the Eagles, I think, just because can't trust the Packers' weapons. If the Eagles can kind of score early that they've been doing most of the season, then should be okay on the spread. I think Limbaugh Joseph was pretty good in this uh, first game, which surprised me because I wasn't even sure they were going to play. But uh, they yeah, both... they both played and both both they got a double sack together as well. But yeah, no, yeah. no that's, that was cute. I was like, oh, Harry Harry Roseman will be looking at that, thinking, <laughs> oh, there we go, fruits of my labour <laughs> coming in there. But yeah, no, I'm going to go Packers plus six and a half. Um, I thought you might be undefeated by this stage. I didn't think you'd lose to Washington. And everyone said, what was the game they were going to lose? And I said it was going to be this game. So I'm going to put my money in my, my mouth is and say, Packers plus six and a half. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of run game stuff. Uh, I still need the Packers defense to play a bit better than it has. It's very sporadic. A couple of drives here and there. But they'll probably put Jair Alexander on, on AJ Brown and we'll see if that helps. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Packers. I think they'll run the ball a lot. See what Aaron Rodgers does through the air. So he's got Randall Cobb back now, and Christian Watson played really well uh, in the last two games. So we'll see if he can make a difference. But yeah, I'll lean Packers. I think still think Eagles are more likely to win the game, but I just think the Packers could could cause a shock. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, not good if you lose um, your only two games on prime time. By the way, <laughs> don't want to be a know, yes. don't, don't want to be a Kirk Cousins six p.m. Sunday team. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a lot of 6pm's coming up, to be fair. We've got three in a row after this game, so... We'll see. I haven't got the Eagles on any of my best um, record bets, so I need them to lose a couple more games, I'm afraid. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Monday night, then. Uh, Yeah, we'll go through this quick. This is bad. They had till yesterday to flex this. No, Monday, sorry, afternoon to flex this, and they didn't flex it out. Um, I'm surprised they didn't, to be honest. They could have put... Oh, I don't know. Actually, to be honest, it's hard. It's hard to know what game it would have been. But um, Steelers at Colts. Colts are favoured at home by two and a half. So basically, the standard line nowadays with the how the home field advantage goes. Um, not quite sure. Colts obviously have bounced back. I think that has more to do with Matt Ryan than Jeff Saturday. But obviously, he seems to have helped protections a little bit uh, and got the team a bit more fired up. Um, I did quite like. Nick Sirianni screaming, that's for Frank Reich at the Colts fans. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, Steelers, like you said, looked really good offensively in the first half, but second secondary looks pretty bad in the second half against the Bengals. I don't really know where I'm going to go with this game, to be honest. I just know I'm not going to stay up and watch it. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. No, I'm not I'm not going. Uh, I can't go Kenny Pickett. I don't think I'm going to go Colts in this. I'm not sure it's good that the Colts win this game. They've sat 14th pick in the draft and I just don't think that feels like enough to be kind of moving around but we'll see yeah I think they could do they could have they, they tried to embrace the tank I think with Sam Ellinger and then he's panicked put a new coach in the coach probably said look I'm not coming in if I can't put my own quarterback in it's kind of probably changed the fate a bit because they did look like they were going to be a bottom five team didn't they a couple of weeks ago but um yeah, I'll go Colts as well, just because they're at home, I think. I'm not even sure if it's the Kenny Pickett factor, but yeah, they're at home, obviously. Don't love Kenny. Don't love the Steelers' secondary at the moment with how they're playing. Um, see, Minka 
has appendix out and then still played. Didn't look incredible, but uh, hopefully he'll be back healthy this week. But um, yeah, I lean Colts. Jonathan Taylor's looked a lot better the last few weeks. So yeah, I lean Colts as well. Um, so that means in a full week of action, we have five differences. So um, on Thanksgiving, I've gone with Giants plus eight and a half. You've gone Cowboys minus eight and a half. That was a bit of a uh, friendly uh, Thanksgiving gift there from, uh, from me. Uh, and then I've gone Panthers plus two and a half. You've gone Broncos minus two and a half. Uh, I've gone Texans plus 13 and a half. You've gone Dolphins minus 13 and a half. Uh, I've gone Seahawks minus three and a half. You've gone Raiders plus three and a half. And then finally, I've gone Packers plus six and a half. You've gone Eagles minus six and a half. So that means in my first three bets, mate, I'm relying on the Giants, Panthers and Texans, which I never thought I'd have said. Yeah. That feels there. like something I end up relying on. No. It does feel like a bit of a Patrick week there, I have to say. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I could be regretting this come, come Sunday. Um, but yeah, that's it for, for us uh, for today. Um, I go on holiday on Friday, so not quite sure what next week's going to look like. We'll be able to do the preview next Friday for sure. Um, it's not quite sure if we can have a review podcast, but we'll tweet out what the plans are once I know. Um, remember to go follow us at GoFor2Pod, two being the number two. Go follow Patrick at Mugs NFL. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to anyone that celebrates it. I hope everyone has a, has, a, has a good weekend. And we will speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, everyone.